0: Hi, and welcome to Voice of the Artist Dance Edition, where we're listening to the thoughts and perspectives of dance artists and dance professionals through and beyond their creative work. I'm Sandy Rosine, Creative Director at Bez Arts Hub, and we're glad you've joined us. How are you doing today, Sandy? How am I doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. I uh, had a bit of a rough morning. I have a dog that really enjoys getting up at like three a.m.
1: Hey, I get it. <laughs> I, <totally> get it. <laughs>
0: I suddenly have a baby.
1: I know <laughs> again. I <don't. laughs> Did your I baby know. get we up were- in the night? She's teething now, ah. so uh, we're sleep does not exist. Sleep for me, is, at oh least, for everybody else, it does. For me, it doesn't. So I've got my coffee. I've got my water. Okay, so we're
0: gonna Hopefully, we're gonna interview yeah. one another in in a bit oh. of a sleep deprived brain fog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <everybody. laughs> oh. Which, how many times was she up in the night this this past night?
1: I don't even know what time is actually ta- like. Is time time? I don't know anymore. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just look at the clock and I'm like, I'm just gonna like you know be okay with not sleeping so i'm pretty <laughs> sure we probably got up at least six times during oh the night oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah yeah but poor little thing her little oh. teeth are coming in so that must be painful so yeah. i'm just like i feel for her more than anything yeah. else so yeah
0: well so okay. well hopefully we'll be able to stay on track with one another yeah i will try <laughs> my best <laughs> and if we kind of drift off you everybody will know that it's just because it sleep is. deprivation <laughs> is
1: what happens yeah. Yeah, completely, completely.
0: Um, so uh, I'm going to start just because uh, because I get to. Um, <laughs> I am, I would love for you, you've done this a couple of times on some of our in- interviews already with other folks, and, and actually we had one other episode that was you and Scout. Um, mm-hmm. But But maybe just kind of give us again a little bit of a synopsis of what your dance career has been. And, uh,
1: yeah, how you ended up in dance. Really, it started, like, I started at age three. I'm 33 now, so I don't know anything else, right? Um, I started out, however, as a competitive dancer mainly. So from three till about, you know, 17, almost 18, I was in the game um, all day, every day, seven days a week training um, in all genres, like most competitive dancers do these days. Um, I then somehow got picked up by move the company, uh, with Josh Beamish. So he just came in as a guest teacher and was like, Hey, do you want to be an apprentice for the next year? And, um, that then got me into the company actually as a professional. Um, and then I decided that that wasn't really my jam. Um, it wasn't speaking to my heart necessarily. And I wanted to learn more. So I went back, so I was no longer professional. Mm -hmm. I went back into training And I worked with um, Modus, which was just everything that I needed and just gave me such a huge platform to meet people that kind of spoke my language, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. So um, from there, it was really hush-hush. I like legally couldn't say anything, but I had been picked up for So You Think You Can Dance. And um, that just kind of fell into my lap because my good friend at the time, she was really nervous and wanted to go. And I had no intention of going at all. And I got picked. And I was like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this, but I did out of support. (laughs) Um, And my life just completely changed after that. Mm. Because all of a sudden, I was on a TV show and living in Toronto and working with some of the best people and choreographers at that time. Yeah. Um, And I really just started to find my strengths and my voice during that time because I had to really mm-hmm, quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just got me on the track to becoming a choreographer and working with all these different people all over the place. And that's how I got into building my own company, which was West Coast Choreo Lab. And um, that, I think, really was me out of everything that I've done. So mm-hmm. I don't personally view myself as a competitive person. That wasn't me. Um, I wasn't necessarily... a company dancer i didn't enjoy that environment Mm. um i didn't love you know big stadiums full of people i'm a pretty like sensitive person so there's a lot of energy for me um but then i got to like be a mentor and like learn my craft even better by learning from other choreographers um and then now i'm a mommy so that's kind of where I'm at now. Amazing. Lots of transitions in this life, <laughs> so,
0: and yeah. in a very short 33 years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the past 10 years have been like kind of insane, really. Yeah. And then there was a pandemic in there, so that kind of paused yeah. everything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. How about yourself? Tell how me more, because I about, don't actually okay. know.
0: Um, you know, mine's mine's been a funny a funny direction, because I didn't step into formal training in dance until I was at university. Okay. I, I was a dancer. I did lots of mm-hmm. dancing, um, but I didn't have the opportunity to, to step into that. So I, I started at SFU um, taking okay. their contemporary dance program and, um, and did that. Didn't quite complete my degree because I had actually burnt out by the time I was headed into my fourth year. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just kind of kept doing dance on the side, went to Harbor Dance Mm -hmm. Center, um, started taking hip hop when hip hop was actually relatively new.
1: (laughs) Okay, nice. (laughs)
0: Um, and just kind of kept up whatever training I could do at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, my I had a really funny, hiccupy kind of um, dance career as a dancer, mm-hmm. um, and kind of kept touching down at various points, choreographed things here and there, um, gathered together dancers to develop dance groups here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until I was 39 that I returned, but in the form of, hey, my kids are now the age that they should be dancing or mm-hmm. need to be or want to be dancing. Um, and I, I got them into a local school of dance, and um, and we went to the recital. And here are my very young kids and kids their ages who are doing dance that I went ah, this is oh, very no. sexualized dance okay. movement and costuming and, yeah, and just sure. felt like it was it was too much for kids and what I mm-hmm. wanted my kids to be doing. Um, and so I decided that I would just start a dance class in my living room for my kids and their friends. Oh, my gosh, and- that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. that dance class in a year and a half, grew to 11 dance classes. Oh, my God. And and our family life would shut down on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we would mm-hmm. just run back-to-back dance classes. Wow. Not me teaching all of them. I, I actually didn't teach at all. I mean, I maybe taught a mm-hmm. contemporary dance class at that point, but I was bringing in instructors that were teaching hip-hop and jazz and contemporary and all that. Amazing. And we thankfully had a really great... Um, living room space that had a vaulted ceiling and hardwood floors, and wow. so we would just kind of clear the furniture to the sides, and Aww. and because it was it was funny because it was a sunken living room, we could put mirrors up on the the step, uh, the step wow. and the railing between the living room and the dining room, and and so that's kind of how we started. And then it just kept growing, and we renovated the barn on our property to be mm-hmm. then one studio, then two studios, mm-hmm. um, and we had um, over 180 students that we were oh that we were doing Sandy, that's amazing. just in our you know our own little space there. Um, and then uh, things just kept carrying on, and we we needed to leave that space, um, and then we're looking for an industrial space. Mm-hmm. Um, and moved to another spot, which we knew was going to be short term, because it was a business, and they wanted the space back then after six years. Okay. So then we were looking for a new space, and um, and thought, you know, do we want to just open another studio, or is it time to kind of shift to something more? Mm-hmm. Because my husband is a singer songwriter. And we knew that we wanted, we wanted him to also be able to pursue that with artists of his type. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when we found this Bez Arts Hub space, and we created a black box theater, and we, we transformed that into a dance studio when we needed, it, or, or a theater when we need it, and then a second studio space. And so that's what we've been doing ever since. And probably, um, you know, my role as an actual dancer, um, you know, because it was it was um, broken up with having kids because I started mm-hmm. so late with my dancing. Um, it got broken up with kids. And then I very quickly stepped into a role as administrator and dance mentor. And mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of been my course, which is kind of... Weird. I love it.
1: <laughs> I, I love I love anyone's kind of like dance history or just like life history where it's not super smooth.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like when people take those big pauses or like you know life happens. You yeah. almost like gain more wisdom around what you want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Or you have like a little bit more purpose around what you're doing. You're not just doing yeah. it because yeah. you know. Yeah. And it, it sounds like for both of us, like I kind of fell into what I'm doing or what I've done in the past. Like I had when I was little, like when someone would say like what did you want to be I didn't say a dancer I said an artist I was like uh, you know whatever that may yeah, mean right yeah. or a cowgirl one of the two so it's like but I'm sure in your dance
0: <laughs> career you've been a cowboy cowgirl a few times of course I have <laughs> many times yeah it's
1: a very competitive theme yeah but you know it's just like I don't know for anyone like out there that might ever listen to this like it doesn't have to be the perfect plan yeah. all the time. And a lot yeah. of the time, the things that actually do work happen really naturally. Yeah. And they happen when they're supposed to happen, which is like one of the most annoying things to hear ever. Yeah. But like what will be, will be. Yeah.
0: Right? Well, and, in and for ways. me, the the big thing was, who knew that so many parents felt like I did and they too wanted their kids in a studio that was different than that. For sure. And that's yeah. why, like there, I, I didn't, promote the
1: studio I have no idea how suddenly we had 11 classes (laughs) yeah no they probably saw quality right they're like oh a safe environment for my little like as a mom now I'm like I don't know that I would put my daughter in a competitive environment knowing what I've experienced in Mm. it right yeah um but like In a home, like can't go too wrong. Dance studio in a home than in a barn. Come on, that's kind of amazing, right? I think that's great. Yeah,
0: well, and it really was. It was, um, it was just kind of following what I knew was needed Mm -hmm. and what was happening, and taking it from there. And then I developed, I developed um, uh, a a dance mentorship program called Mirror, which we now just Mm -hmm. call Bez Dance Mentorship. because so many of the instructors I had coming in didn't have that kind of pre-professional training that they mm-hmm. needed to be able to go further with their dance. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's how I started that as well. And that kind of, that kind of took off as, as well. We've been running that mentorship program since 20, oh, 2005. So yeah, so um, and and training them for up to four years in that Mm -hmm. program, so that by the time they graduate out of the program, it's very similar to Modus, I think.
1: Yeah, by the time I was just going to say that sounds just like Modus. Yeah, Yeah. So that by
0: the time they graduate out of the program, they are not just dancers, but they're then um, teachers. They are choreographers. Mm -hmm. um, They can start their own studios. You Mm -hmm. know, they've got they've got you know, a career ahead of them. So,
1: yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. No, I, I think that's amazing because, like, I I didn't go that route necessarily. Mine was kind of, like, broken up for whatever reason, mm-hmm. whether I moved here or there. Um, but, like, it's so beneficial to have someone on your side, like a mentor being, like, We've done this before. We know what you need. Yeah, this is kind of like this is where we think you'd shine. Like yeah. there's there's nothing like mentorship. Like yeah. so many people just kind of like run around having no clue what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and either give up on it or they just you know fall out of love with it. I think sometimes. Yeah. But well, yeah. and
0: and I one of the things I kept seeing is that not only. Um, Like, there were kind of two key things that I felt weren't available to Mm -hmm. young dancers or emerging dancers, and one was that nobody was teaching them how to choreograph. Nobody Mm -hmm. was doing that. Everybody just kind of had to figure it out, and some people really take off, and some people continue to stumble, even as they are teachers themselves. They have no idea how to create. Um, mm-hmm. So that was one of the things, and and part of that process was to critique their work every month, mm-hmm. so that they'd be able to grow in what they do as a cre- as creators, um, keep and then them the accountable se- too. yeah, and keep them accountable. Right? Yeah, um, and then the second thing was just their personal lives. That mm. you know, young adulthood is probably some of the toughest, rockiest years of life. Absolutely, yeah. And nobody to talk to. I mean, I was actually going to yeah. ask you this. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll I'll get to it like maybe hold on to this thought that that yeah. for you, when we know that you had a really rough go at at certain mm-hmm. points, um yeah. were you able to find people to kind of care for you
1: other than like my actual like mom yeah. <laughs> um I would say absolutely not like. Uh. I, I, it's so rare. There um, was one person out of everybody in Vancouver that reached out to me only because I won time with her. Like, I mm. won a prize to sit down with her, to talk to her, and get a little mm. bit of feedback on my career. And everyone else was just like, no, like, you know, we all have our own lives, we, we do right. our thing. It's right. maybe not your job to take care of other people. And I get that. Um, but yeah, I didn't have anyone in my life at that point. Um, to really notice that I was kind of spiraling a little bit, yeah, um yeah. so like early, like I would say like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, um, I had just kind of like started to kind of become I hate to say like mentally unwell, but yeah. um, I had a different view on my body. and like my competitive years had stopped, and I didn't know anything outside of competition, so I was like, I'm gonna mm. be the skinniest person here. That was my goal. That was your goal. My whole entire life. It wasn't like being a better dancer. It wasn't being a better person. It was like literally, I want to be the smallest person in this room. That's how I'm going to prove to myself that I'm good at something. Wow. Which is so bizarre. Cause like I'm I don't believe that in other people at all. I'm like quality, quality, quality. If you're a nice person, you're my person. You know, (laughs) like we get it. Um and yeah, I just kind of like I was in the right and or right wrong environment at that point I was like very much like in the ballet contemporary kind of genre at that point and that was just like normal right to be of a smaller size um and yeah I just kind of took a deep dive on just like hating myself and you know it didn't get me anywhere um and it was actually being told by a uh, doctor on So You Think that they wouldn't take me if I didn't change my eating habits. And I was like, oh my gosh, Danielle, like you're losing a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity wow. because of this silly, not rational thing you've done to yourself. Yeah. So they, they made me take a year off. Um, wow. I was not accepted that first year. But they had the intention of bringing me on for the next season as yeah. long as I got healthy. Yeah. So it's only because of them that it didn't wow. progress to something really, really dangerous. So, wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. So. And isn't that isn't that frustrating? That had mm-hmm. you had somebody in your life that kind of was saying, "Hey, um, let me help you. Let me walk walk alongside you as you kind of walk Completely. through this. It may have yeah. changed it. And you would have been able to take so care much. Because one of the yep. things, I mean, this is going way further forward than I wanted to, but one of the <laughs> things you have, you've mentioned is that um, how much of your, um, not just mental health, but physical health has been affected by that kind of drive. Do you want to talk a little bit
1: about that? Yeah. Um, like in what sense? What do you mean? Um, like- well,
0: some of the things that, that you started to either, th- you know, the stress of being in the studio or mm-hmm. actually let's, let's backtrack a little bit so we don't have to yeah. talk about all the hard and difficult things. Let's talk about the good things first and then we'll yeah. get to that other <laughs> stuff. Um, because um, for you, what did you connect with most about dance and mm-hmm. like what parts of it gave you life? So, like, just talking oh about that.
1: All of it. So, like, for me, all the extra, like, for me, it's, like, yucky. It's, like, the industrial, like, industry stuff. I'm not, you know, I know it exists. It's just not me. Right. I didn't do it. I didn't, like, gravitate to that kind of stuff. But um, the just constant creativity and, like, just, um, oh, my gosh, it sounds like I'm complaining a little bit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I was told I wasn't very smart my whole life. Like, just because I am dyslexic, so what? A lot of people are. I know that now. Um, I learn differently. I'm not a words person, per se. I don't Mm -hmm. love reading books. But if you gave me a picture book, I can remember them from, like, my first book ever. Like, Mm -hmm. I just have all the information in my head all the time. Makes you an artist. Um, (laughs) Completely. I know. I know. (laughs) Right? Um, But for me, it was just, like, mixing physical movement of dance and my brain that was different than the average person's or the average way of learning was just such a beautiful and empowering thing for me. And it still is to this day. And like, I've really gravitated or maybe some people have gravitated towards me that maybe face the same struggles, whether it be Mm -hmm. like a learning disability, air quotations, or just learning differently from the average person. And like, for me, dance has just been such a blessing um, for me to maybe connect to different parts of myself I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And that just gets stronger all the time. And I'm not actually physically in class right now, but I know the feeling and I know what can come out of people. And it's yeah. such a huge gift. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How about you? How about me?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny that um I I love the creative process. I and I and I often feel like where I naturally have fallen is um, is to almost be like, you know how um, um, uh, publishing companies have editors? Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of where I feel like I've landed and that that mm-hmm. gives me the most life is, is helping people in their process of creativity, helping them to mm-hmm. get where they're trying to go, totally. um, and, and adding into that part of the picture um, who they are as people and letting that come out of what they're doing mm-hmm. as dancers. And, so, and for me, the joy of people and connecting them to movement and creativity and, and all mm-hmm. of that, That gives me the most joy. I mean, I like moving too. Myself, I love dancing and moving and all of that. But especially as I get older, my body won't do the stuff I want it to
1: do. (laughs) Hey, I'm feeling it. I'm like, I'm telling you, I know I'm only 33, but I feel 88. I'm like, I'm in physio every week right
0: now. Oh boy, it's hard. It's hard to keep these bodies going. It is, and I mean, I'm determined to to um, to stay physically healthy so that. You know, I don't age prematurely. yeah um, and dancing yeah. for sure is one of the main ways to keep that active. Um, but I was watching I was watching a, a, a ballet master with some elite company. Um, And I can't remember what company it was, but watched him and watched him, you know, doing all these, all these moves across the floor, but not doing it all like at all, like the ballerinas were doing it. He just kind of like glump around on the floor and they knew what he was telling them to do. (laughs) It was, it was hilarious to watch. And I thought, that's what I feel like. I feel like, you know, I I feel a little glumpy now. (laughs) <laughs> and and you know uh-huh. I I you know I teach um, as you know an esteemed ballet class which is um, adults who've never had the opportunity to dance who are coming in and mm-hmm. taking ballet for the first time and you know it gives me so much joy to watch people discover their bodies become mm-hmm. more embodied connect with themselves as being uh, movers in beautiful ways. Um, so I, I really quickly, for me, I just really quickly moved from the focus being on me as a mover and me as a Mm -hmm. creator and really spinning that off to others. And, um, yeah, so, you know.
1: (laughs) Amazing. But I, I do have to say, like, if anybody here is listening and is a studio owner or someone that like wants to actually create classes and stuff, one is possible. Absolutely. Um, but two, kind of like what you're talking about, the esteem classes, like don't be so hesitant to only do kid classes, mm-hmm. like also involve the adults. Cause I don't know, like, I don't want to get too much into the pandemic stuff, but we like have suffered. A lot of us have suffered. We're getting back into the normal thing. Um, but like, there's a lot of healing to do, and dance is one of the most beautiful ways of, you know, letting maybe some of that go and healing. And it's gonna take time for sure. Like, I am fully triggered all the time. Been <laughs> diagnosed. I get it. <laughs> I know. Got lots of work to do. But like, I can't wait until I. It's like safer for me to be able to do that because of my daughter. Um, and like, get in class and teach again and move and just start to like heal and not be so. Full of cortisol. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I think that's so anyone that wants to do a steam classes, go find Yeah, yes. <laughs> they're the best. They're so healing and amazing. And if you like need more confidence, that is the place to go. So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. I think too one of the one of the things that that I kept stumbling on is all these dancers who you know, unfortunately, most of our dance academies end once you graduate from high school. And yeah. then you've got all these yeah. really well-trained dancers who don't continue to dance. And it's, yeah. to me, the greatest tragedy. Um, so I love, I love watching even dancers who have had these you know um, wonderful upbringings in, in academies return to dance and rediscover mm-hmm. it just for the love of it. Um, Absolutely. Though I bet you, you know, for you, this is one of the challenges is to make the shift from being competitive mm-hmm. to then just being a dancer and loving it for yeah. dance.
1: It has taken me a decade hmm. to get okay with it, hmm. which seems so crazy because like for anyone that maybe hasn't ever been an athlete or an artist or something, when that's kind of like taken away from you, yeah, like it was my choice. It wasn't like injury. It was just, it kind of evolved that way. I just kind of was like, okay, I think I'm good. I think I've done everything that I wanted to do. Like, it is a really hard transition. And just for people maybe that have those artists or dancers or athletes in your family, like be really patient with them and aware that like their whole world has shifted. And a lot of people do go into depression and that Mm. comes in different ways. Mm. So just be aware of that, whether that's like eating or it could be, you know, causing harm to oneself or any or even like taking it out on you or your family so yeah yeah, just be patient and loving and you know some people suffer after that happens so just be aware of that yeah for
0: sure well and I think I think it's really important to for us to have a different narrative to say that Mm -hmm. dance dance doesn't end when when you stop training at an academy that dance can go on and on and on uh, hopefully yeah. till the end of your life. If you're a dancer, yeah. you know, you can continue to dance.
1: Hey, my grandma yeah. went to Bolt and got kicked out of a class because she was too chatty, but <laughs> she took a tap class and she was like, <laughs> what? She would have been like maybe like 70 at the time. Whoa. And like, it was just so good for her because it's good for community. It's good yeah. for, you know, just like getting up and having yeah. a purpose for your day. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we've never forgotten. She got kicked out.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So for you, um, it it you know you were happily going along with your dance career. At what point, or maybe it was points? Mm-hmm. Did did things kind of turn? Like, did mm-hmm. you suddenly like? As I know, you you've said in the past that you've had a whole lifetime of. Health issues that you think are connected to the stress of your dance career. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. What points do you kind of identify? Here was where something turned, Mm -hmm. and here is where. Yeah. For you, what were those points?
1: Um, my earliest memory is probably when I was like twelve. So I won't get like super deep into it because it would take forever. Um, but it was definitely like lung related, and I was in the hospital for quite some time. And I went from being kind of like the top dog, if that makes any sense. Um, very like, you know, connected with the people I danced with. And then I took about a month or two off just to kind of recover. I was 47 pounds. I went from like, you know, like I basically got cut in half basically because I was so sick. And, um, I went back to my studio and things were not the same. I was not cool anymore. I was not the number one top dog anymore. And that's kind of where I think the stress and my health kind of combined. Mm. and I didn't know how to manage that. That had never happened to me before. And then I just, you know, throughout my life, would face different obstacles with my health and kind of, like, started to not trust the dance environment anymore too much. So I was Mm. just like, I'm just here to dance, and that's about it. Um, Mm. Don't bond with anybody. Like, don't get too, you know. Ah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know what it is. That just was, like, one of my first moments where I think I was, like, dance isn't always comfortable dance is not always comforting and accepting mm-hmm. um and yeah it just kind of I don't know it just started there I guess and here yeah. I am so stressed <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't want that to like you know be my story necessarily yeah. like I have faced some challenging times for sure but you know I feel stronger for it like mm-hmm. I I am not um, wounded by it I just you know like anyone else have lots of healing to do but I'm getting better and stronger so yeah, that's good. yeah yeah well
0: that's great I mean what yeah. it has done is it it's made you a very very compassionate teacher mm-hmm. and I think that that is what's needed in our studio is yeah. having compassionate teachers
1: yeah. pros and cons to that sometimes because you really like at least for me I can only really speak for myself but like I really like feel for my students and mm. I remember one studio didn't, like, love that I would actually take time to talk to the students. I'd be like, sit down with them and take an hour to figure them out and yeah. just, like, give them some compassion. Yeah. It was competitive. They needed a job to be done, yeah. um, which I understand. But, you know, students also matter, too. Well, so, they
0: really do. They you know, really do. Yeah. Because, I mean, um, in the the grand scheme of things um mm-hmm. whatever is going on in someone's life is going to impact their dance on the one side
1: absolutely
0: and and also it it's going to um it's going to impact who they are as people in the world long term yeah.
1: and absolutely and
0: yeah. you know we we do have an opportunity because we get those single hours
1: mm-hmm.
0: and for some students that are more that are there more. We get many hours with them, yeah. and uh, I think one of the things that came up when we were talking to Linda R. Kelly in the first time is is um, talking about the fact that we can't treat our students like machines. Absolutely. That they're just there to output product so that we can win competitions. Yeah, they have to still be people. And yeah you know because lots of things get affected like their health like their mental health
1: absolutely
0: in the yeah. long term yeah
1: yeah for sure yeah. um speaking of former guests and stuff <laughs> like that did you have like anyone this past season that just kind of like spoke your language or like anybody that kind of inspired you in any way
0: uh oh boy
1: that's a hard question <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, You're like, Who did we have on? Well because I feel like I feel like it's been a lot of them. Um yeah. I feel like I I really enjoyed the conversation with Amber Funk about creative mm. process. Mm. Um, I obviously really enjoyed our conversation with Linda R. Kellyan because we brought her in a second time.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: because she just had such a, a vibrancy about her that that spoke about um, dancers as artists and integrating all aspects of the arts in with dance mm-hmm. um really love that um yeah uh, boy <laughs> i almost need the list in front of me now. i know
1: right we've, we've had quite a few people like we it's have. hard to like because like it feels like Season one and season two have kind of blended. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening bit, so in my like, brain. Yeah, totally. It's like who was this
0: season?
1: <laughs> totally. But I, I yeah, do think sure.
0: I do think that the conversation with you and Scout as well was a really really important conversation mm-hmm. because um, because that is more kind of uh, you for you and I kind of our wheelhouse because yeah. we've ended up dealing with so many dancers. Um, who have been wounded or who yes. have been struggling because of their experience um, in mm-hmm. in other places other experiences of dance and we've kind mm-hmm. of we've kind of tried to be a bit of a um, a hospital or a landing yeah. landing field where they yeah. can come in and be cared for and still Absolutely. experience all those things without it stopping them from being able to dance
1: 100%. and.
0: You know, that's kind of where where my heart is
1: in Absolutely. most ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving forward with, like, the rest of your life, I guess, or yeah. even just this year. Let's maybe focus on just this <laughs> upcoming year. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Um, like, what is kind of your purpose? What's your goal
0: for this year? Huh. My goal for this year? Well, the first one is to just keep surviving because yeah. the recovery yeah. from... What I would say is actually three years of COVID because yes. we were shut down so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so surviving that and being able to financially continue to keep the doors open—that that, that mm-hmm. is kind of primary, primary. Um, but from there, um, I you know I would love to find ways to connect more, with more dancers who are kind of heading into the professional world, pre-professional. And, and find ways to continue to um, nurture and care for and grow those people. That, that probably mm-hmm. is my favorite thing and where I want to keep my focus. Um, and, you know, beyond that, uh, just really raising up more people who have bigger vision than I have to mm-hmm. continue to function out of this space because I think I would love to see more productions and um collaborative work between visual artists and filmmakers and musicians mm-hmm. and all of that those are those are the things that i love 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 um to just Thank see you. art busting out of a place that's what i'd like to see happen
1: <laughs> and in Langley, of all the places, <laughs> can anything <laughs> good like go, go to Langley? The only place. It's like, wow, no. <laughs> let's make Langley the next place.
0: Yeah, I mean, same question, right back to you. What What do you yeah. see?
1: Um, for my immediate future, it is keeping my baby safe mm-hmm. and happy and healthy, and being a great mommy. Um, but later in life when she gets stronger and bigger and you know back in school or not back in school she's never been in school um in school um I really honestly like I think you and I are quite aligned in like the way we like like to live our lives and what we want to do with our life um because it's quite precious um I just I love seeing people build relationships with each other Um, I think because, like, what I was kind of saying earlier is, like, my friendships kind of, like, went out the door when I was in and out of my dancing and stuff like that. And, like, how deeply that kind of made me who I am today and everything. So, for me, it's not so much the dance side of it. It's the community. It's the people meeting people they might not have if they had not met me and or you and or whoever is in charge of their class and just um, really um, letting them be themselves that's yeah. kind of like for me all yeah. the flaws you know bring yeah. all the flaws on I accept them all I love them all it yeah. makes you who you are right yeah. um but yeah I guess basically like I love the collaboration side of it I love I I have non-stop ideas still even if I'm sleep deprived it is just who I am <laughs> I've always been that way I'm like, hey, we're gonna do this workshop. We're gonna do this. We're gonna travel here. We're gonna do that. I'm gonna judge here. I'm gonna That be makes you an entrepreneur. It. <laughs> it, I, I do have that side of me, and it, it was thriving a lot before the pandemic hit. And then I was like, nope, it's all about my family. I quit everything. I'm not gonna do yeah. any journalism yeah. ever. Um, but like, that is a huge part of my personality. Mm-hmm. So it's like the artist, the entrepreneur. Yep. And then, but above everything else. Mommy. Mommy. So, Aww.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, why don't you talk about that? Because I think that that's, yeah. um, you know, we we tend to treat motherhood and raising a family either as something that we need to make sure that we juggle so that mm-hmm. we can keep our foot in our career yeah. or um, or that we've lost ourselves and lost our life because now we're just mothers. Um, yeah. How has that? How has that kind of reformulated in your brain? With because mm-hmm. you, you had a daughter. I mean, is it okay if we say that she was born yeah. Yeah, quite very prematurely, prematurely. Yeah. and so weeks. has required a lot of care? Yeah, um, yeah. she's now just yeah. awesome. She is. The best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very but biased, but, yeah. but it it um, really quickly you know where had she been a healthy kid right at the yes. beginning, you probably would have juggled yeah. a little more between the oh two my worlds. Um,
1: totally.
0: So how has that all shifted for you and what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, um, it's kind of a huge question because I'm I'm always trying to balance because like I, I do care about my career. I do care about like um, doing something outside of motherhood as well because I think mentally I think that's really a good thing to do. So yeah. I'm a great mom, yeah. right? Um And that's everything to me. Um, But I think at this point, I'm just kind of... I'm still figuring it out. I don't even know how to answer that question, (laughs) to be honest. Because, like, I'm still living, like, very much. Like, I'm still um, dealing with the aftermath of everything that transpired in our lives. Um, And, like, we talk about bodies and stuff like that. Like, I love my body, but I'm mad at my body because Mm. I had to make such a hard start not me personally I would have never chosen that but my body decided to have my baby too early right. like way way too early and yeah. she suffered for it um but um we're in a better place now so I can't forget that <laughs> we're in a much better place <laughs> yeah. um, but that
0: really shifts things when something yeah. qu- that dramatic happens
1: well after basically being told that my daughter would not survive she would not make it she wouldn't be here um and maybe I might not either um that kind of changes your perspective on life and like what your purpose is um so now I don't even know what the question was (laughs) (laughs) just how how, how has being a mother in the way
0: that you've been a mother how has it reframed how you Mm -hmm. see yourself as a as a dance professional
1: Yeah. Um, I guess like I feel like as a dance professional, whether that be teacher or like someone that makes dance opportunities for people, it would just be, I'm so much more focused. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have time to do anything else. So I better do the job right. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, like I don't have time to go to a coffee shop and like dream up ideas. It's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. This is happening. Yeah. Right. So I think that's kind of like brought my focus to not be so like, artistic <laughs> in a way, it's more like managed it's like this is what I can do I have an hour yeah I can achieve this yeah and I'm gonna do it well so yeah. it's like basically with our podcast I have my hour in the yeah. week that I can yeah. like get questions ready and you know communicate with you and get guests in and everything yeah. and you know hopefully do it okay yeah so, well and, yeah. and I wonder like is is
0: there a bit of Grieving that goes with that—that you've had to, you've had to leave so much in order to serve your family right now, and yeah,
1: it's not. Oh, I've lost you. I feel that way. Oh, Oh, sorry. Can you see? No,
0: it was maybe just (sighs) me.
1: Okay, go ahead. I'm my my phone is also dying. Okay, (laughs) okay, (laughs) Um, okay. There we go. We're all good. The world is fine. Okay. yeah, so I don't really have any feelings of, like, um, like loss with dance. I think I made peace with it when I semi-retired, mm. like, from actually performing. Mm. So that's a few years ago now. So I, I've made peace with that. Um, the teaching aspect, I know I could very easily get back into it. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, like, hopefully can come back to bed at some... Absolutely. The door's wide open for you. And teach. And just, like, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Thank you. Because, like... Um, Just for anybody, like, listening and stuff like that, like, Sandy and, like, everybody at Bez have just, like, totally given me a place to feel whole, Mm. which I never felt prior to coming to Bez. Mm. Like, I remember just walking into the studio. We had our first meeting, and I walked out, like, glowing because I was like, (laughs) I can't believe a place like this exists. Like, I should have been going to your studio growing up like I'm much more suited to your style of mm. um, movement thinking the way you manage your company and mm. um everything like that and it's just been like I can't wait to like be back in the studio around like lovely humans that just mm. like have everyone's best interest at heart yeah. you know yeah. um like zero judgment and everything so yeah. Oh. Yeah, Yes. We just—I love you so much, and I think you're the best, and I think oh. you're just like an angel on this earth. Oh first, no, so. yeah.
0: But it is—you <laughs> really is, are. You, really you are. know, I do think—I I do think that a a number of us have landed this way. That mm-hmm. that um, we've just realized that that care has to be part of what we do. That um, we just can't keep pumping out performers without. Yeah. pumping out human beings that are whole for sure um yeah. and because too when it comes down to it you get bad art when you have yeah. people who aren't whole um completely I mean, firsthand
1: just- I will I will say that was me <laughs> for sure like I was just like a machine mm-hmm. like my whole like probably like halfway through my 20s I was just like in the studio seven days a week yeah. like obviously that's great financially but like I didn't really care because I wasn't like living my life at all. I yeah. was just a machine giving dances to all these different people yeah. and not making the best of my time or my life and mm-hmm. um, really hitting rock bottom wow. because that's, that's what not happens. life. That's, <laughs> that's not that's normal. What... That's not normal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then you end up just recreating the same piece over and over again, which is not good. That is not okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Boo.
0: I understand it, and I. Get yeah. how that happens, you know. Yeah, it's kind of happening yeah. all over the place,
1: for sure. Um, I was actually wondering if you had kind of like a hope for our community. So obviously, mm-hmm. just like the Langley Vancouver area, um, like what would you like to see shift if there is anything?
0: Huh? Specifically in the dance world, or just in yeah. general? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think that. Um you know, <laughs> in this region, there is so we have heaps and heaps of dance studios. I've never seen a place mm-hmm. with so many dance studios, yeah, but yeah. we have no performance spaces, and we have mm-hmm. very little that is looking um and caring for the professional aspect of the arts in general, yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, you know, my hope would be that, this little burgeoning thing that we have here where we're creating a performance space, where we're training artists in their pre-professional careers, hopefully to be Mm -hmm. professional careers, um, that that there'd just be more support for that and that there would be more facilities that would be raised up to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, because yeah. as you know, we're little. This is not a big space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, but even this little space is really costly to keep. Um, yeah. To keep the doors yeah. open, you know, it's expensive. Um, yeah, and absolutely. so I don't. I don't know what that takes. I don't know if it just takes mm-hmm. more corporate sponsorship for businesses like ours, um, or mm-hmm. if the the community itself needs to rise up and create more spaces? I, I don't know. Um, but we have talked about it with a number of artists, specifically the musicians that have come through here, to say that the answer isn't always that the the, this, this, the city itself um, raises up more performance spaces because um, those don't necessarily end up being the right kind of spaces. Um, And what I mean Mm -hmm. by that is that um, the the main thing that you said, which is community. And Mm -hmm. as soon as you have a civic facility, um, in many ways you lose community because um, Mm. it is the heart of the the people behind the businesses and behind the initiatives that are what give it life not just yeah, not just that you have a, a box that you can do things yeah, in. No, yeah. You know? Yeah. So mm. I, I would just hope that that the strength of the artistic community gets better and better as we continue mm-hmm. and that there is more um, more support for artists to do their work as professionals. And that there mm-hmm. would be more support for their work, you know, people coming to shows and and yeah. supporting, donating to arts initiatives, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about for
1: you? Well, we're putting it out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think just like because like I'm a person of a competitive background and like a studio, former studio dancer. Um, and like kids matter so much to me. Like I've dedicated... A huge chunk if not all of my life mm-hmm. to you know making a better environment for children specifically um would be getting someone in the studio that's able to be a counselor that's maybe not the mm-hmm. teacher yeah right so i don't think necessarily it is the job as the teacher especially if you don't have the credence to like speak to someone suffering from something specific yeah. um, a lot of people give bad advice and kind yeah. of take people on the wrong path i i think um so getting someone that's solid someone that is nurturing but also like has clear boundaries in the studio um to just you know every month let's say even if you can't like the studio can't afford a counselor to come in like there there's always room to you know get someone in and um, get these kids talking about their feelings and Hopefully, use dance as like the physical therapy for them. Yeah. So, have the language, put it through movement. After you yeah. know, um, so yeah, that's like definitely something I we have talked about yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. We're very passionate yeah. about, yeah, because um, there's there's only good that can come from that. I think, yeah, and uh, just giving dancers um, the space to, you know, further evolve not just through body but through their voice too. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. and
0: I like what you just said there, their voice. I feel mm-hmm. like one of the biggest things that happens that that both you and I have talked about that is so crucial if we're going to continue in healthy ways with dance studios mm-hmm. is our students have to have voices. Um, and it's so
1: easy not to. It is. Like, it personally is. speaking, yeah. you feel like you can't talk. Right? yeah no one asks you questions <laughs> like yeah. they don't they don't ask you how you're doing, That's yeah, and I get it
0: because right. we're trying to accomplish so much in a in a single class absolutely um, but if you to. don't know what the voice of your students sounds like, and yeah. when they come into class and they aren't producing for you that you yeah. would that you would care rather than push, you absolutely. know, and that more of that could be happening in our studios because i I think um. You know, there hasn't been any studies necessarily done that I'm aware of to find out what has been the aftermath of students Mm -hmm. who've grown up in studios. What are the things that they struggle with as adults? And we know enough people that we've talked to that have really had struggles. Absolutely. Oh, Um, absolutely. I I think it would be worth us taking stock. And and in the same way that we've been doing it in businesses, saying, you know, this is an unhealthy business environment. Let's create healthy business environments. We really Mm -hmm. need to be doing that in the dance environment, I think.
1: Yeah. And I, I do know firsthand that, like, people that are, like, athletes and stuff like that they do have that in their programs yeah. they have coaches they've got mind coaches they've got business coaches right. they've got all these people here to kind of fine-tune them to get them to whether it be like the olympics or right. like you know uh whatever but uh, for some reason we don't have that in dance and yet like we are still like in my opinion athletic Oh, You're yeah. using your body all day, every day. Oh you my have gosh! To maintain a healthy I, body, right? I
0: feel like I grew up. I grew up in the athletic world. I was a basketball yeah. player, volleyball player, and Crazy. I took my first ballet classes and went. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is it's hard. This is more <laughs> difficult training. I'm yeah. in more pain after a yeah. ballet class than I ever was in my sports. Absolutely. So, yeah. we these are elite athletes we're raising up, and yeah, Absolutely.
1: we should have the same yeah. kind of care. So I just, like, love more support. I guess putting yep. it very simply, more support. Yeah. Um, sounds like basically for both of our, you know, yep. ideas for dance, it's yep. just
0: support. Yeah. So yep.
1: let's help these little babies out. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> it. Let's do it. Yeah. And, yeah. Any I mean,
0: final things you want to say
1: before we have oh to goodness. shut her well, down already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess just uh, thank you to everybody that's listened and been a part of this experience, mm-hmm. all of our guests for taking the time. I know you know, technical issues happen. We get a little nervous before we go on. You don't know what you're going to be asked. Um, but just thank you to everybody that's been a part of it and mm-hmm. shared your wisdom with mm-hmm. us and your heart and your struggles and your good stuff and everything. Um, and just thank you, Sandy, for, you know, <laughs> being in my life and I'm so happy to have you in my life. And uh, ditto. yeah, I'm just very thankful. So,
0: ditto. Yeah. and that would be the thing <laughs> I'd have to say too. If, if, you know, any of you are listening to these conversations, we would love for you to pass them along because mm-hmm. we we do think that these conversations aren't happening enough in the dance world and that um, if we can start having them, then we can give more voice to those dancers, that we can have more care in our studios, that we can mm-hmm. um, not burn our students out halfway through their, their teen years yeah. um, and, and find better ways to raise up not just dancers who keep dancing, but also dance for us as communities, that it would be something that is a part of our of our cultural interactions in society. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and again, I'm just going to mention that, that this is available on Voice of the Artist podcast, um, and you can check out all of our previous episodes there. And otherwise, we would love for you to join us. I, what is our next one? It's in two, I forget what our next date is. No, I think this was the last one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we did not have any other one. There's still more coming. There's still more coming.
1: Okay, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs>
0: but oh, uh thank you so much for joining us and danielle thank you so much for a wonderful oh, conversation it's a pleasure working My
1: with you pleasure. yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways
0: we'll see you again take care all right bye bye. thanks so much for joining us on voice of the artist dance edition voice of the artist is a production of bez arts hub and works in conjunction with many other dance organizations and studios. To respond to us or let us know what other topics you'd like us to cover, email hello at bezartshub.com. For more information about us, go to bezartshub.com slash dance. We'll see you next time.